0: Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. COVID-19 has turned the world upside down, but is there any hope for us in these dark times? As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Song to end. <laughs> Amen. Oh Jesus, we thank you. We worship you. We praise you, our Savior. Our Savior. Your word says, Scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Peradventure for a good man some may. But God commendeth his love towards us in this wise that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We thank you. We thank you for the privilege of sonship and daughtership. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus, our Savior. We give you praise and glory this blessed morning. Take absolute control over this service. Have your way, Jesus. Speak to us from the depths of your heart, and may your word come alive in our lives. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God, worshiping that was beautiful, God richly bless you. Amen. As you're aware, we've been studying on love as the first aspect of the fruit of the spirit. There are many more dimensions to the fruit of the spirit in Scripture. And I thought we couldn't complete the series on love without quickly referencing one of the most memorable parables Jesus ever shared on love. Amen. And we're going to glean lessons from the parable, not in the way we normally hear it, because I'm sure if you're like me and you grew up in church, you're very familiar with the parable already. Uh, Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, if you have your Bibles from verse 25 to 37. I'll read it quickly. It is one day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, What does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, You must love the Lord your God With all your heart All your soul All your strength And all your mind And love your neighbor as yourself Right Jesus told him Do this and you will live The man wanted to justify his actions So he asked Jesus And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with a story A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes and beat him up and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant, a Levite, walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he, hand, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man if his bill runs higher than this i will pay you the next time i'm here now which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits jesus asked the man replied the one who showed him mercy then jesus said yes now go and do the same amen this is the reading of the, of, of the, of, of the word. You say, thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. I went to a Methodist school, so... Okay, yeah. Amen. But this story... is a conversation between Jesus and a man... who came to have a conversation with him... with a wrong motive. Amen. The Bible says this man came... to speak to Jesus. And yet his passion was not to learn from Jesus. It was to test Jesus. It was to question the authority of Jesus. It was to prove to Jesus that he was smarter. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody who is only asking you questions, not because they want to learn, but because they want to pin you. They want to make you look bad. They want to show you how smart they are. In another life I work as a journalist and part of a journalist's job is that you ask a lot of questions. So I get used to interviews. Sometimes I get interviewed, many times I do the interview. And you can always tell when a journalist is asking questions, but they are not listening to the answers (laughs) because they came prepared, they have their set of questions, and they don't really care what the answers are. They came with 21 questions, they want to ask 21 questions. But very good journalists are trained to come with maximum three questions. And every other question stems from the answer you give. So this morning, I want us to pretend, assume for a moment that this man came to Jesus with the right intentions. He's a man who really was intent on eternity. A man who was intent on living a life that would be unforgettable. A man who was obsessed with the idea that a person could live forever. So he comes to Jesus and he says, Lord, what can I do to live forever? What can I do that will last the test of time? Lord, what can I do that will be unforgettable through the ages of time? And then Jesus responds. And if this man was like a sponge, ready to absorb everything Jesus had to say, the first three words of Jesus alone was enough. Jesus said, what does the scripture say? And then the man starts quoting from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6 from verse 5. And he says, you must love. Amen. This is the voice of Jesus. This is the very word of God. And the man was just quoting the scriptures. Amen. The first three words, you must love. Amen. You don't even need to get into the rest of it. Just that, those three words, you must Love. Amen. He said, if you are thinking anything, eternity, anything that will, will transcend time, anything that will truly, truly last forever, start from love. Amen. So in, in, in the book of, in Paul's letter to the church in Corinth, he writes to them, and in 1 Corinthians thirteen thirteen, he says, these three things abide, faith, hope, love, These three things abide forever. These three things never fade. They never die. And the greatest of them is love. But what does it mean? Amen. What does it mean to love? Of course, to be fair to the scripture, Jesus goes on and says, and this man quotes, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself, Amen. If if this man had gone as a sponge to this conversation, his questions would have been different. He wouldn't start from, uh, okay, I understand this bit, and who is my neighbor? Which leads us to the parable. But Jesus is very generous, always generous, always gracious. And in this conversation, that should have happened, that didn't happen, and the conversation that got to happen, there are three lessons three simple lessons I want us to leave here with because I believe that these three simple lessons are insights for effective living. Amen. If your life is going to be meaningful and if your life is going to be memorable and your life is going to be unforgettable these three things must live with you. Amen. You must live with passion. Amen. You must love. Love in that sentence is active. In fact, it is a command. You know, other versions will just begin with the word love. And that is an action. It's a verb. It says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart." Amen. It is not a noun. It is not some passive object sitting there. It is action you take. Amen. Passion. Too many people live lives without passion. I've had many careers, and the only one people most remember me for is the one I do every single day. There is not a day I don't do something in relation to photography. Not a day. If I don't look at photographs, I'm judging a competition. If I'm not judging a competition, I'm reading an article on something. Not, not by compulsion. Or, or if I'm not taking a photo, I'm editing a photo. If I'm not the one taking, I'm reviewing. If I'm not reviewing, I'm having a conversation. If I'm not having a conversation every single day. I don't remember in the past 13, 14 years when I started doing photography full time, I don't remember a single day that I didn't do something in relation to photography. Is it by compulsion? No. Is it? Is it, uh, if I don't do it, I'll lose my job? No. Is it, if I don't do it, uh, somebody will be upset? No. It is, <laughs> it is. It has become so ingrained in my DNA. And this is what Jesus was talking about. He said, listen, if you're going to do anything that lasts forever, start from passion. Amen. You must love. He gets into the specific cities of of who we should love but even before we get there we need to understand that he's talking here about a lifelong attitude a lifelong posture and if you don't get to understand what this lifelong posture is about you can never even then as to how you apply it or who you apply it to doesn't even matter because you don't get there. If all you're going to do do is to live a life where you complain about everything and you are docile about everything and you are passive about everything and they always have to tell you before you do anything, then it doesn't matter. Whether it is God you love or your kitchen cabinet you love, it doesn't matter. Your life is too boring anyway. But if you're going to live a life of love and passion, then once you can get that and understand that, then Jesus says, but point it this way. Amen. And this morning, I want us to talk about the attitude, the mindset, living life passionately. Because too many f- people miss that. They miss that. They need that. Amen. In Ghana, if, I, if I'm having a conversation with you and I say, over to you, how would you continue that? Over to you, Joe Latte. Uh, I mean, over to you, Joe Latte. Who was Joe Latte? Joe Latte was a radio commentator. Sports commentator. Accra yeah. uh, House of versus uh, pass the ball to the uh, kick it, oh, it's a throw. <laughs> say, Over to you, Joe Latte. And I bring this up because years ago I worked in radio and like most young people when you get a job and they ask you, can you do this? You say yes. Can you do that? They say yes. And one of the things I said yes to was radio commentating. It was the most boring job I ever did. It was excruciatingly painful. I mean, wake up in the morning and you're checking out Galatasaray played, and I didn't care. I don't care who played who or who scored what, and the worst part I'll sit with colleagues and just oh in 1968 when da, 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 I'm like 1968 you don't have anything important to remember from 1968 Kotoko and Azake's World Cup I'm like guys you don't have a life I had zero passion for that job I hated it I hated it I hated it You know and that is the difference between me and Joe Gatti. Or Joe Latte. Joe Latte. That's the difference between us. He loved this. He loved it so much, it became a national language. You know, in Ghana, over to you, Jolati Latte. We, you know, I never met the man. I don't know him. He probably, I don't know how old he is now, probably in his 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, he's become a Methuselah. I don't know. But I grew up and it's Ghanaian language. Over to you, Jolati and all he did with his life was sport commentating it's what we remember him for the difference between me and him is passion he loved it i hated it that's why you can have a good job a good job but if you hate it the best you'll be is mediocre the very best nobody remembers me as a sports commentator there was no passion No mistake that doesn't mean I don't like sports, but my, all my interest in sport has been to do it. So I like football, but I want to play football. I don't want to sit there for 90 minutes. If you tell me there's a football, 90 minutes, like, you want me to spend 90 minutes of my life watching people kick the ball around? Is it the World Cup finals or is it, is it a very important match? If it is, I don't mind, but for other people. That is the highlight of their week. And that is fine. You know, but it isn't mine. Amen. And that's okay. The thing about passionate people, people who live with passion, is that they are unforgettable. Amen. They are unforgettable. It doesn't matter what job it is. It doesn't matter what profession it is. If you meet somebody, whatever it is, whatever it is. Thousands of women sell wache in Ghana. and Timuni is unforgettable. It's just wache. It is the same recipe. She doesn't uh, import her, her, her beans from Cote d'Ivoire or, or from Papua New Guinea. It is the same beans. But the passion is different. Amen. Passionate people are unforgettable and this is the story we learn no this Samaritan we don't know his name (laughs) we don't know his name he was we call him the good Samaritan what he did he, he, he didn't do it for show but we never forget his story we can never talk about love and forget that man the second lesson passionate people will do what they do even if no one sees them you must love the Lord your God if you only remember the praise and worship songs when you come to church or when it's rehearsals for church but in your own private life there is no music you know? I'm not saying it's bad I'm just saying that there's a difference between you and somebody who is really really passionate about it you know, <laughs> if the only time you read your Bible is when you have to preach and some people read the Bible like you know like that's their everything there's a difference, amen so passionate people remember when this man on this journey meets this Jew who had been battered and was dying and decided to help him there were no cameras (laughs) the media wasn't there, he wasn't doing it for votes passion is measured by the price we pay in secret not the display we put up in public it is not show so if the only time you sing is when you see an audience, if the only time you learn is when you have an exam, that I know too many people who are guilty of that. And that's the difference between you and the person who is, a, who is a true expert. So you can have the degree in it, but when you meet somebody who actually enjoys that profession or that subject, you can tell the difference. One studied passed, got the certificate and forgot Another person sees engineering in everything. (laughs) They see the science in everything because it is their obsession, it is their passion. The the difference is always loud and clear. So the only time you learn is when you have an exam. The only time you are romantic is when you are out in public. The only time you are generous (laughs) is when there are cameras around. Or the preacher preached about uh, seed time and harvest and how God will bless you abundantly. Or threatened you with, can a man rob God? (laughs) Or the only time you like a job is when you hear the pay is good. There's a problem. There's a passion problem. There's a love problem. Amen. And too many people are living unfulfilled lives not because they haven't had great opportunities but because they can't see the opportunity because the passion isn't there. Amen. You start singing and then the audience will gather. You don't wait for a million people before you sing. You know, I mean, these people on by the roadside, they teach us every day. If you really love music, start singing and then one person stops and another person stops and before you realize you have a huge audience. (laughs) But most of us, when I get the job, they will see how good I am. (laughs) When, When I get the stage, I will show them how anointed I am. Well done. And the final one on this is that passionate people see problems through. Amen. They don't solve problems halfway. The man was beaten. He had been robbed. He was dying. The good Samaritan picks him up takes him to an inn says you'll be safe here not only will you be safe here I'll pay the innkeeper to take care of you he says okay normally this is how much it should cost but I'm paying extra because I have to continue so I'm paying more than enough so the innkeeper would have no excuse but to let you stay and take care of you but that's not all he tells the innkeeper when I, on my journey back in case the price I have paid is not enough, whatever else accrues, on my way back, I'll pay that too. Amen. He wasn't dealing with the problem half-heartedly. He wasn't dealing with the problem. I remember a time ago when uh, in Ghana there was this savanna project where they were supposed to plant trees in, in the northern part of Ghana because of desertification and to help with the climate. And, and so millions of dollars were spent in planting trees. And uh, later on, the media followed up about a year later, and like, where are the trees that were planted? And then one of the people behind the project was taken to where they claimed, one of the areas they claimed they planted trees. And they said, but where are the trees? And said so, oh we planted them as the local people. So they asked the local people, did they plant trees? Oh yeah, they planted the trees. But they planted the trees during the dry season and they didn't water them. So the media asked the man, they asked him, I mean, we hear you planted the trees, but you planted them in the dry season and you didn't water them. And his response was, oh yes, they hired us to plant them. Nobody asked us to water them. We weren't paid to water them. we were only paid to plant them. This is a person who has no passion. Amen. Who has no love. How are you living your life? Are you living it passionately? Love the Lord your God. You must love. Sometimes I get a lot of people, especially young people, teenagers, sometimes a bit, a bit older, but still at the phase where they are trying to discover career, trying to discover life. And they're like, you know, I, I, want, I want to know, I want to find out what my calling is. I want to, uh, what path I should take. And, and, it, and this is an ancient question. It's an ancient question. In Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29, the wise man King Solomon writes and says whatever your hand finds to do do it with all your might (laughs) live passionately whatever it is people think you have to be so specific in everything but listen if, if today you find a job as a cleaner and you are the finest cleaner they ever found somebody will come and poach you from there amen And they will elevate you to a job that will pay you better, will treat you better. And if you are the best at it, somebody will put you from there too. Amen. And somebody else will put you from the next one. In fact, you'll get scholarship and get this and that and they'll pay you to train you. All you have to commit to that whatever job I get, whatever opportunity I get, I will live passionately. Amen. Our God is not a passive God. Yes, it's good to grow up in in Sunday school and sing, Gentle Jesus, meek and mild, look upon thy little child. it's, It's a nice, sweet song. But Jesus wasn't gentle, meek and mild in that sense. He was gentle, meek, and mild in the way he went to the cross. Amen. He didn't fight it. He didn't oppose it because it was a sacrifice he was making on our behalf. He didn't live a life where he was just gentle, meek, and mild, uh, everything passive, everything, oh, <laughs> praise God, just anything. You know, if anything. He you know, said, oh, would you like oh, anything? What would you like to eat? Oh, anything. Uh, where would you like to stay? <laughs> oh, anything. <laughs> anything. I mean, what kind of life is that? You don't have preferences. You don't know what you like? <laughs> Listen, Jesus was the kind of guy, if you invite to a party, you have to cook for 12 or 13. If you come through a big party, don't invite him. He was coming with his gang. And when you run out of wine, he'll make more. You know, let's, let's forget this picture we have where we think Christianity is all about being soft and mellow and boring and you know, shrinking like we are always shrinking. We are always looking for every opportunity to shrink. No, that wasn't Jesus. That man lived. He wasn't wasteful. If the food was too much for the party, keep the rest for the following day. He was that kind of man. So we have another party tomorrow. You know? Please live. Amen. And live passionately. That is how Christ gets glorified. Live in your marriage, love passionately. And right now, we don't know whether you are a brother and sister. Cause they call you mommy and you, you respond daddy and like hey when did I become your daddy? When your mother was in the labor world, I wasn't there. In fact, when your father was making hairline, I wasn't there. But today I'm daddy and your mommy. <laughs> Please. Jesus wasn't like that oh he wasn't that kind of person. It is very nice religion. It is very very beautiful religion, you know, to have this uh, sanctimonious piety we we used to call you know like this krom you know that kind of thing. It's very nice religion, but it's not Christianity. Think about it. You take your Bible to read. Genesis yes book of Genesis you start from chapter 1 by chapter 2 you are dozing off somebody sat down and wrote that at the time this was before computers were invented before typewriters were invented before ball pens were invented before ball pens were invented the way you wrote you dip uh, whatever in a, in an ink and then you write by the time you finish one word you have to dip again And then if you make a mistake, this was before erasers were invented and before uh, cleaners, all these things were invented. Writing was hard work. If you didn't have passion, you couldn't do it. And people sat down and wrote in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void. They did it passionately. If you didn't have passion, you couldn't do it. The Bible itself is evidence of people who lived passionately. Paul was so passionate about his life, his calling, he didn't care about marriage. He didn't care whether he was in prison. He didn't care if he was broke. All he wanted to do was to do his assignment. That was a life passionately lived. And please, let me also clarify that passion doesn't mean live irresponsibly or carelessly. Too many people make that mistake. If you remember the instruction, it says, love the Lord your God, With all your heart, with all your mind, we forget the mind part. All your mind means that this journey you are about to take is a hundred-meter sprint. The posture for running a hundred meters is very, very, very different if you know it's a marathon. Just because we say passion, you you jump and giddy giddy. It's a marathon. So, when a marathon runner and Usain Bolt take off and you are immature, you think, oh, Usain Bolt is more passionate because he's running so fast. He's so aggressive. He's so agile. Yes, but he's only going 100 meters. The other person, Gabriel Selassie or whatever his name is, he's going 10,000 kilometers. 10,000! You know, and, and that is the mind part. So you do it with all your mind. Research into it. Study. Invest in knowledge. Just because God called you and anointed you to do something doesn't mean that's it. Some of us, the last book we read on our profession was the last course we took. So if it was in, the last course in, was in university, that's it. We haven't invested a dime in education again. In research, in learning, in not nothing. Everything we know is from 19 kojo oo As they say in Ghana. The mind part in that scripture is important. Amen. Passion doesn't mean don't think. It doesn't mean don't use your brain. In fact, it says use all of your brain. And if it's not enough, tap into other people's own. Amen. And then the last but all your soul. Your soul is the most authentic, your most authentic self. Amen. You can have identical twins, but when you get to know them, you realize they are two very different characters because you get to meet their soul. There are no two identical souls. Amen. So be authentic in your walk. Amen. Your English is not good. You are praying to God in English. If your grammar distracts him, Will he even hear the prayer? Pray in your mother tongue. Pray in the language that comes most naturally to you. God created that language. He hears it and He respects it. Amen. There is no shame in not being fluent in a particular language. You go to the party, what would you eat? That food, you don't like it. Let them know. Let them know. I don't like these kind of things. I don't like them. If you want me to come, make banku. Listen, live passionately. This is how to live passionately according to scripture. And once you understand this, you bring it to God. Amen. And say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your might, with all your soul. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. You have to live passionately, live authentically. Amen. And invest everything you can in making sure you are the best you can be intellectually, spiritually, emotionally. This is how to live with love. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. Help us live with love. Help us be love because you are love. And you are passionate. Teach us to live passionately. And may our choices and decisions please you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church on Zoom, Visit our website www.acrachurch.org. God bless you.